At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Monday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Vidlin in the hizzy. What a football weekend. Kelly, good morning to you. Hey, how we doing out there? Kelly, let's just start by saying uh, we were the only show on earth that recommended a uh, Chiefs-Eagles teaser. So thank God you were listening to us. I didn't hear a single other person on the planet bring it up <laughs> all week. That's I, all I know. Brent uh, Musburger was kind enough to have me on his show on Saturday. I said, Kelly and I have already planned our gag for Monday morning that if this teaser hits, we're we're going to act like we were the only ones at it. <laughs> oh, we are. We're geniuses. America's teaser, ladies and gentlemen, coming through on Saturday. Congra- oh, it was glorious. Congratulations to all on that. Um, Chrissy Andrews will join us hour number two, sort of a makeshift guessing lines that we like to do in the postseason with Chrissy. Uh, so he will join us from back here at the South Point, get the perspective from behind the desk, what he's going to do or what he posted or what he will post after this show with the lines for the championship games. And Kelly, uh, We'll talk a little Australian Open a little later on, some other stuff happening in sports, but it's really all about the weekend of football. And first thing, before we get to just how it worked out for us, because honestly, in sports betting, and you know, we do 20 hours of content here on this show specifically every every week, and the network does multiple hours more than that, exponentially more, and it's rare that you're kind of dead on about everything. And this was one of those rare weekends where we really were in the NFL. And so we'll get to not, to, not to say, hey, look at us, but sort of what was the signal, what was the noise, and how can that help us in other similar type situations? But the first thing I just want to say is beyond the betting, these are the best four teams in the NFL that we have at the conference championships. Yep. And I don't think anybody can dispute that. I really don't. I don't think you can make a case for any other team. These are the four best teams in the NFL they all deserve to be there, and every, every possible Super Bowl matchup is going to be pretty awesome. All four of these teams are good enough to win a Super Bowl. Yes. And, you know, I think we always talked about the six teams all year long. I think that still holds true. Two of them had to get eliminated this weekend. Two of them did. Uh, these four teams, though, advancing, any one of them are good enough to win the Super Bowl. I think next weekend we got two amazing games in store for us. Well, so let's talk about just the, the biggest ones, which is, I don't know if I said it 20 times last week. I don't know if I said it 30 times, which is 
I don't understand either of those line moves yesterday. The one against the Cincinnati Bengals yep. that had Buffalo as a six-point favorite. The one against the San Francisco 49ers. And specifically with the Bills and the Bengals. I mean, I, I really hope I really hope people made, made good money on the Bengals. And even if you didn't have them pre-flop, I hope you were able to see. Todd Wishnev said it on the Megapod, right? You'll know within a few plays. You'll know with, if, will that Bengals offensive line hold up? Oh, my God, it was so obvious from the beginning. Yeah. And we'll go through the whole guessing lines play-by-play or drive-by-drive on this uh, coming up in detail. But what was the thing, you know, the, that I said 20, 30 times last week, which is, in addition to that is, this notion about the three Bengals offensive linemen being out, Williams and Collins and Kappa, that I kept saying Joe Burrow, and this is, these are the two biggest points that I feel like people just sort of overrode no matter how many times it was said, which is you, Joe Burrow has the quickest release, not the quickest release, but gets rid of the ball the quickest in the National Football League this side of Tom Brady. Besides Tom Brady, he gets rid of the football the most. Now, part of that is the Bengals' game planning. So shout out to the Bengals' coaching staff. They deserve a lot of credit for recognizing that and continuing with that. And Joe Burrow got rid of the ball where it didn't matter with those offensive line. Uh, in terms of protection with his offensive line. But by the way, that offensive line also crushed in the running game. Yes. Which was the real surprise for everybody, right? Oh, my God, Joe Mixon is going to gain 100 yards. They were, I mean, they manhandled the, that Bills defensive line. Totally. That final score, 27-10, is not indicative of the domination of that football game. Because remember, much of that last part of the game was when the Bengals were up 24-10. to 10. It was like they were just like, well, we'll just kick this field goal to go up three, three scores. We could do more, but we'll just, we'll just keep this field goal here. Um, that was the one thing. And then the other thing that was just kind of, and I got a lot of incoming from Bill's Mafia people on Twitter all last week when I kept saying that. We kept showing our, our clips about me saying this, which is the Bills haven't been good. Not that, not they haven't been good. They haven't been elite for about a half a season. Yeah. And it's the reason why I had them power ranked fifth for multiple weeks at this last stretch of the season and into the playoffs. Again, it's not Fugazi like the Vikings and the Giants were. But it, it is from an elite perspective. They just weren't like the other four teams. And I know they won a lot of those games. They, they beat the, you know, the, the likes of the Bears and the Jets and the Dolphins twice. Right, once in the regular season, once in the postseason. Probably should have lost at least one of those. The Patriots, the Lions. It wasn't actually a, it wasn't exactly a murderer's row. The Browns. I mean, and they and so they did win those games, take nothing away from them. But to think that the Bills, and this is again, last week we talked, Kelly, about how the Tampa Bay Buccaneers of 2022 was this very anomalous thing that we've never, that I don't remember quite ever seeing before, which is this team that was clearly terrible, really a, 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 a six and 11 team in eight and nine clothing that the market was just super stubborn on week after week, after week, after week throughout the season with the bills. I just got the sense that with the analytics community specifically, I don't know if it's because they hold on to their priors. They hold on to their priors. So near and dear, and I love these guys, right? Aaron Shatu, I love. But they were the number one DVOA team in football, the Bills. Mm -hmm. Rufus Peabody, who's our buddies on the show a lot, he had the Bills rated number one in his rankings. And the only question I can sort of ask is, 
Is anybody watching these games? Because the Bills weren't that. They're a good football team. Don't, don't get me wrong. They're a good football team, but they weren't a top-four football team. And the Bengals dominated them, 27-10. And the thing I will say about the Niners getting to that and that line move against them, what was the whole thing? No one's saying Brock Purdy is a great football player, but Kyle Shanahan is good enough at X's and O's, and the Niners are stacked enough on offense to hide Brock Purdy. Hide in quotes, meaning set him up for the best success. Now, were there moments, you know, a ball going off Trayvon Diggs' chest? One of the things I did concede with Brock Purdy is he's super fortunate with the itches. Yeah. Interceptions well, that should have happened. Copyright make a Oh, everybody was. <laughs> so there's that. There's this clearly that luck, right? But he, what was the bar for Dak and Brock Purdy yesterday? The bar was, don't mess this up. Yeah. And guess what? One of them did and one of them didn't. And the guy who didn't was the last pick in the NFL draft. And again, we'll go through it play by play because there were so many little moments. But those are, those are the things when we talk about just signal and, lo- and noise. The overstating of the offensive line issues with the Bengals. Oh, by the way, that's another thing. Like, as casual football fans and, and people who are betters, we're aware of court, starting quarterbacks and backup quarterbacks. We have a general sense of the quality and talent and what that means to a line. Who amongst us really has a general sense of the drop-down from a starting offensive lineman to a backup? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the other, the other point that was brought up on the broadcast of, of you know, a couple of these guys that are, uh, you know, that are filling in were starters, you know, have been starters in this league before, too. So it's not like, you know, I, I mean, we make a big deal of the Brock Purdy situation because that is a very unique situation, right? He was, he's still a rookie, he was the last pick of the draft, no expectations, offensive linemen filling in that have been in the league for years, doing this for years. I, yes, I understand that some offensive linemen are better than others. I'm not trying to say there's no difference between those. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it, it was ob- – so far, it's been, that's been overblown, obvi- of obviously, but of how much it affects this team. That's the point, though, Kelly, is, is not, hey, look, we were right. The point is, what's signal and what's noise? If Joe Burrow gets rid of the ball, in other words, from snap to, to, to release from his hand – quicker than anybody in football but Tom Brady, that should mean something to you. So all the, all the noise about the offensive line should be overridden. It also Cut. helps that you have, you know, the best wide receiving core in the league, right? Well, that yes. Create separation Obvi- Obviously. Yeah. Obviously, right? And with, with again, with Kyle Shanahan, you, you are set up to do the best you possibly can. Anyway, the other thing that I think we need to focus on also is competition matters. And we tried to stress this over the last – you know, we always stress it, but certainly more pronounced during the postseason, which is if the if the Giants crush the Vikings, it doesn't mean anything because the Vikings defense stinks. Like the Giants wide receivers were so open in that game. Yeah. I said to Brett on Brett the other day, I was like, it was like not since Ricky Sanders and Gary Clark were running free against the Broncos in the Super Bowl in Super Bowl twenty two. Have you seen wide receivers that open? Because I had to throw that in. But So that doesn't mean anything. It also doesn't mean anything when Dallas crushes Tampa Bay. It doesn't because Tampa Bay stinks. And now, by the way, what's going to be the overreaction this week? Philadelphia crushing the Giants. Now, here's where I'm on an island, and I'll say this again. The Giants were as fugazi as the the Vikings were all year long. Yep. And people love to draw the line to Brian Dable was a great coach. No, he wasn't. I will just stand on this. I'm sure he's a good coach, 
they certainly didn't have a lot of talent, and they got the be- they got the best record out of it. But like the fact that people draw a line to him getting credit for what was just really high leverage situation, great play by the Giants for the first half of the season, inside the red zone versus outside, third and fourth downs versus first and second downs. That can disguise a lot. Like, our eyes see a lot. Our eyes see better than analytics in any one game. But analytics sees everything. And so that was really the key to the Giants' success. So, again, I fear that people are going to overrate. By the way, Philly, one of the best four teams. Philly's awesome. They're tremendous. But, like, if let's see how this line moves. Already has moved some, but we'll see. But anyway, we'll get into each play, or each drive-by-drive drive in each of these games. Because, obviously, we didn't get to the Jags or the Chiefs yet. Um, which was fascinating as well. And the biggest thing looming over the postseason now, which is Patrick Mahomes' injury. Will he even be able to play? And if so, to what level? That, of course, hovering over the AFC Championship and the whole NFL postseason. We'll come back, look at all the numbers, odds, next. Here are three reasons Zinn is America's number one nicotine pouch. We use food-grade ingredients. We have a wide selection of varieties, and they all come in two strengths. Find Zinn at a store near you. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Hour number two of a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. I'll proudly brought to you by BetMGM. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. Chrissy's going to join us. Chrissy Andrews momentarily. Talk about makeshift guessing lines. Uh, real quick, uh, Kelly, your NBA thoughts that you wanted to get out real quick? Oh, we just had some futures we were going to look over. I don't know if you got some tweets you want to hit before we Oh, did you uh, want me to do that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. Why uh, not? I'll you know, do I can talk NBA for about 10 minutes, but we don't got time to go do that. Joe Murray, FanDuel just locked all bets on your Australian Open picks as soon as you, were, as soon as you mentioned them. Always interesting. Dom Perignon, is Jerry Jones still the only one in America who thinks McCarthy's a good coach and Zeke at $10 million a year is worth his three-yard first down runs? Yes, he is. Uh, Carl Newfeld, Gil, all praise to Mahomes, but babyface Joe has beaten him three games in a row. Yes, he has. It says Brady 2.9. I guess he means Brady 2.0. Came back from an ACL and MCL, totally blow out November, and then played the first game the next year. He's amazing. We may we may think of him as the greatest quarterback of the generation when all is said and done. Very, Not far-fetched it at all. It might be very soon we might be yeah, thinking that That's, way, that's yeah. very true. Uh, Scola. I have so many questions about the chip in the ball. Is it located in the exact middle on only one side? Would using the tech be affected by how the player holds the ball in relation to the location of the chip? I want answers. I think he's talking to you, Kelly. Yeah, there's uh, what there was, there was some problems with that at the beginning of the season, I believe, as well, of where the, where the chip location is within the ball. Trip, I don't know. Read up on it. Trip Tepper. Hold on. Did I hear that right? The record scratch moment in the history of ANG. Before we move to Russia, Kelly Bidlin, we need details. Uh, yes. As a child, my father worked for an oil company. I moved around a lot. Born in Dallas, lived in Anchorage, Alaska, Los Angeles, California, uh, Moscow, Russia, Krakas, Venezuela, and then uh, ended up in South Florida uh, when I was about 13. And is still younger than Chad Henney. That's right. Still younger than Chad. Still younger Thanks, than Chad. Bill. I'm yeah. going to feel good today. You're welcome. 
first Super Bowl you remember, you said, was the Niners and the Chargers. I don't know why that one stands out the most to me. <laughs> I just remember, like, a massive Super Bowl party at the house. Uh, Niners crushed them. It, it, oh, destroyed them. And scored 49 it was, it was points the, on the button, I think. It, it's it's kind of like the same Brett Maher thing. Like, ever since, you know, I was that a wee lad of that age, I was still I was still a sadistic kid where, like, I, I just remember having a— my parents having a huge Super Bowl party, and the game was just over by, like, the second quarter. It's so funny. I can remember everywhere I was for every Super Bowl. Like, it's that big of a moment that I, re- I remember whose party or where I was, where I was sitting, and my parents, who I was younger. The first one I remember was Super Bowl nine, Steelers beating the Vikings. Chris, you'll enjoy that. Because my dad bet me five bucks. That could have started it all, by the way. He did that. <laughs> He also gave me a sip of Schlitz. That didn't uh, take. That could have gone either <laughs> yeah, way. Yeah, I was going to say, there's a reason why I don't remember uh, a lot of Super Bowls. But I remember, this is, this is, think about this. I remember before I, and I'm not making this up, when Washington was in Super Bowl seven against the perfect Dolphins. Now, I am so young here that all I have is a flash in my brain. It, I knew there was a commotion and, and everybody was watching this football game. But that's how, I mean, I'm, I'm probably, like, I can't even speak at that point. Right. But somehow that's, like, my earliest that's memory. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, like, I, rem- I have things like that where I remember some before that, Niner, that Niners-Chargers one. But for whatever reason, that, that one I really remember because it was just, it was, it was a blowout. Chrissy Andrews joins us, ladies and gentlemen, for Guessing Lines Makeshift Conference Championship Edition. What's happening, man? My mishpocha, Chrissy Andrews, runs the South Point Hotel Casino Sportsbook. Just coming off a very nice weekend. What was your biggest win? Ooh, biggest win. Well, there's some accounting weird stuff. So, like, the first game was, like, really good, you know, just because you're clearing out a lot of the losers, you know, before. But you always have stuff pending. So, uh, probably the Cincinnati game yesterday. That was big, really? That was big, yeah. yeah. We needed to beat teasers one way or the other. Yeah. Yeah, Buffalo blow them out since you went out, right? (laughs) Early on, we could see Buffalo wasn't blowing this team out. No way. They were not doing that. Yeah. Um, let's get into it, Kelly. Let's start yeah. with it, shall well, we? Real, I got a question for Chris real quick. Were you guys heavy on Bill's money all week? Because you were one of the few sixes, like, midweek, Good right, question. where you were hanging. I have – we have a couple really big players. And I, I have one who's probably my biggest player. And, by the way, he's ultra sharp. Ultra sharp. He laid me the four on Buffalo when we first opened it. I went the five. I mean, in a nanosecond, he laid me the five as well. A big – don't, big money. I don't get it. Big money. He bet it. You know, so I said, I mean, and this guy, is, you know how it is in this business. Like two years ago, we murdered him. Last year, he murdered oh, us. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. so, uh, just I've, keep giving money back and forth. I've, I've had some baseball seasons back to back like that. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, this guy, I mean, he's been killing us. I said, the hell of it. Go write the six with it. You know, let's get back all the six we can. Because this guy, I mean, is you one were, of those dudes. He, like, he never loses. Because you were the only one at six for much of that for week. For a long, long time. Yeah. Man, I kept taking it in yeah uh but as it was um you know we wound up with the game you know they took the six i think i went back to five and a half at one point i'm pretty sure i did yeah you did. Yeah, yeah so we we still needed i needed cincinnati in the game uh which I, I really didn't have a strong opinion i loved cincinnati early in the week but then when i saw the offensive line injuries and you and i talked about that i think on friday mm-hmm. um it scared me off you know, but without Von Miller, it was like a whole different Buffalo team. So that's a great point, too. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like, yeah. so Pollard's injury really helped the Niners. Yeah. 
and the Bills just not having Vaughn Miller. Because Vaughn Miller was what was going to take them over the top. You know, I mean, it it, it was a logical assumption. Yeah. I mean, this guy pressuring the quarterback, and yeah. I think I mentioned on this show before, I remember uh, Bill Walsh, the great Bill Walsh, says, yeah. you know, there's two ways to protect the lead in the NFL. You run the football, you pressure the quarterback. Well, they weren't running the football that well, and they certainly weren't going to pressure the quarterback. Not that they had a lead. You know, but I think the Vaughn Miller injury was a big, big thing. Yes. And I think that's, you know, we probably overlooked that a little bit little too bit. much. Little you bit. know, you and I had talked about yeah. how the Buffalo power rating had slowly kind of creeped down. Mm-hmm. Nothing dramatic, but slowly kind of creeped down from where they were kind of early season, mid-season. And I think the, the Miller injury now, when I look back, probably had more of an impact than we gave it credit I for. I think it's... A hundred percent true. Yeah. yeah. Especially how I mean, especially yeah. how good he was at the beginning of the yep. year, right? Where we were all surprised by that a bit, just of him advancing in age, and then yeah, I, different different team without him for sure. Yeah. Well, let's let's see what we can get through here in this uh, segment on this, which is the first of the two championship games now on Sunday. The first one up, which Kelly is totally prepared for on Sunday, uh, is the 49ers at Eagles at uh, three o'clock Eastern. All right, we'll go through some of this uh, 49ers game yesterday. Uh, against the Cowboys, what a ball game! Hitting man, boy, oh boy, was that a physical football game! Game started out, San Francisco went three and out, Dallas six and out, San Francisco seven and out. Then Dallas third play of their ensuing drive, third and nine at their own twenty-one. Dak picked by Diamador Lenore, terrible uh, decision by Dak to throw that. But the uh, defense holds. Robbie Gold twenty-six yard field goal, three to nothing, San Francisco two twelve left in the first quarter. Uh, now Dallas in the second quarter, fourth and inches at the San Francisco 19 with 10.53 left in the second quarter. Lamb on a jet sweep for four. They get the first down. Two plays later, Dak to Schultz for four. Six to three, Cowboys and Kelly. That's where your joy came when Maher's point after <laughs> touchdown was he blocked. Lines up. Oh, man. Blocked by Samson Ebukam, and it wasn't going to go in either. No. Even if it wasn't blocked. It was the hook left. Niners subsequent drive, gold 47-yard field goal. Instead of being down a point, it's six to six. Even Steven. Now Dallas, with two minutes left in the first half, fourth and fourth to San Francisco 35, decision time. They decide to stay on the field. Dak runs for nine. Next play, and this is, to me, if you go back into this Dallas-San Francisco game, this is the key sequence. Because Dallas has a great two-for-one opportunity here. First of all, when Dak gets the first down, the next play, Pollard is hurt on the catch. His leg twisted and crushed under Jimmy Ward on the tackle, and we find out that uh, Tony Pollard suffered a fractured fibula. Never to return. Hope it doesn't hurt him in free agency. And then the play right after that. Second and two at the San Francisco 18. 124 left in the second quarter. Again, you have a two-for-one opportunity. Dak picked by Fred Warner off a deflection by Jimmy Ward. Completely squandering that situation for the Cowboys. And then the Niners. They, they even botched the clock even worse. After ambivalence about using timeouts, where the Niners wasted 20-plus seconds... They end up with 19 seconds left in the first half with no timeouts left, and they get bailed out by the big 21-yard Purdy to Jawan Jennings pass uh, completion. Two plays later with seven seconds left, Purdy almost hangs onto the ball too long before chucking it out with a tick left on the clock. Like, what are you guys <laughs> yeah. doing? You know, what else, you know what else saved that situation? Um, God, who, was, who was doing color for that game? Gosh, I'm blanking on it. He's talking about, though, how that clock situation works. Greg Olson. Greg Olson, where, you, where it's supposed to stop, yes. not until the ball lands out of bounds, right? They, they got it right. So if you watch the replay, yeah. if that coach on the sideline didn't catch the ball. That's a good point. 
Maybe. The clock could it, have expired. Maybe. Exactly. I, I yeah. was thinking that at the same time. The coach saved the play. Saved the play. Played, I had no idea he did, probably, but he saved the play. Unsung hero, because then Gold hits a 50-yard field goal, and the Niners go up 9-6 to six at halftime. Purdy at, Purdy at that point is 12 of 19 for 129. Uh, they were plus two in turnovers, which led to six San Francisco points, but you could argue far more because, remember, one of those was deep in San Francisco territory, so it was everything. Third quarter, Dallas uh, six and out, but Ray Ray McLeod hit by Kelvin Joseph. He fumbles, recovered by Damone Clark. Dallas set up at the 21 of San Francisco, down three, but they still have to settle for the Maher 25-yard field goal to make it 9-9 with 9.08 left. Exonerated, Kelly. Get your popcorn ready. But that, that one was too easy. Come on. Ray Ray McLeod redeems himself with a 53-yard kickoff return, but then the Niners three and out. So it remains 9-9. First play of Dallas's ensuing drive. Dak to Lamb for 49 yards. But they don't pick up another first, and they decide to punt it fourth and five at the San Francisco 40. Were you okay with that? Man, I was very happy about it, having a uh, you know, money line parlay with the Niners. Me but, uh, too. I, I don't know what the heck they were doing. I was thrilled. Truth serum of betting. Yes, please, punt that ball. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to the fourth quarter and beyond. And we'll get to the guesses here. Getting every little nuance of, uh, of each of these games. The four best teams in football are in the conference championships. I don't think anybody can dispute that at all. Awesome. Man, I'm already missing the NFL. We're not even at the end yet. Coming back with Chrissy, Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check the current betting splits data. Split bets. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? Well, the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes. So you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits. Yet another way that VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VSIN.com. Skill Alexander. Chrissy Andrews, my Mishpucha, Kelly Bidlin is here as well. So the Cowboys decide in a 9-9 game, they're going to punt 4th and 5 at the San Francisco 40. Uh, this is late third quarter. Fourth quarter. What was the score at this time? 9-9. So then, fourth quarter, San Francisco now, this is the drive that put them ahead. Second play of the subsequent drive after Dallas decides to punt at the San Francisco 40, 
and they take the delay call. Second play, Purdy to Kittle for 30 with the amazing juggling catch. Right hand, helmet, left hand, catch. That was unbelievable because if you ever, as, as all of us have at some point, whatever age you were and you're, you're catching a football and you bobble it, you could probably catch it with concentration after one bobble, but after three, it is virtually impossible to get it. And Trayvon Diggs was coming at him full speed and whiffed on him. Okay, so so that I, I and that was the part I think I was more impressed with with Kittle keeping his concentration with you know you yes. know you're going to get hit from someone right like you have to expect that you're about to get drilled at some point. I love the replay because it, it looks like you know like Kittle's eyes are so yeah. wide open yeah. right, and that was. I don't know where I don't want to take anything away from it because it was an amazing catch and every, everything you're saying the bobbles is right, but it was just funny because it was right in front of his face the whole time, it's right? Amazing. So he kind of never lost eyesight on it, but it was it was incredible. Six plays later in a game that had so many critical moments, second and eight at the Dallas twenty. Then Purdy, and this is what we talk about all the time. This is the one thing I conceded: his bad passes somehow never get picked. Purdy hits Trayvon Diggs right in the numbers, dropped. Was that ball tipped a little bit at the line yeah, of scrimmage? a little bit. So it, but it still hit him in the chest, and he's just enough where he didn't catch it. And he catches everything. Yeah, what, what happened to Diggs? How many interceptions did he finished with this year? I'm going to have to look that up. What do you have last year, like eight? He had, his, he had his fair share this year, too. Then two straight defensive holding penalties. Give San Francisco first to goal at the 10. Two plays later, McCaffrey in from three. 16-9 San Francisco. Then the Cowboys come down, and with 11-03 left, Maher hits a 43-yard field goal. It was fourth and eight at the San Francisco 25 to make it 16-12. to 12. Did you have a problem with them kicking that field goal? As yes, a nine- because four was a horrible number <laughs> for us. So, yes, I did. As a Niners backer, I loved it. <laughs> then San Francisco, 12-play, 64-yard drive that took about eight minutes and ends in a gold 28-yard field goal, 19-12, to 304 left. Dallas starts with 259 left at their own 18. First play, Dre Greenlaw drops a pick six. Just the amount of these in this game was mm-hmm. unbelievable. And then a three and out. They still have all three timeouts, so they have to punt. San Francisco starts with 205 left. They're up seven. Dallas has all three timeouts. Purdy to Kittle for 16, but there's still 158 left because the two-minute warning hits. Two plays later, Elijah Mitchell for 13. It would be over, basically, if he, if he doesn't run out of bounds. What are you doing? Yeah. But he ran out of bounds, and Dallas still had two timeouts left. Are we – let me just give Elijah Mitchell a little cover here. Was he running too fast and too close to the sidelines to have been able to get down? There's a little part of me that thinks we were yeah, killing him for that. slide or something. Yeah, no, no, no. He deserves to be killed. I'm with Chris. Yeah, okay. no, you got you to gotta be aware of that. Yeah, By the way, Gil, you didn't mention how much time did uh, Dallas run off the clock between third and fourth down? It's like 30, 30 seconds or so that they could have used a timeout at that point and saved about 30 seconds. Yep. We're here at the end here of the game? Yeah. Be- before they punted. Oh, before they punted. Before yes. they punted. Yes, yeah. that's exactly right. Right, and they, the announcers even said that. Greg Olson's like, you better get this off before the yeah. two-minute warning. They barely did to get north of the two-minute warning. Um, anyway, so basically Cowboys do use their timeouts, and they get the ball back instead of with about you know 10 or 20 seconds left. They end up with the ball at their own six with 45 seconds left. No matter. Incomplete nine-yard pass to Schultz. 33 seconds left. Then a nine, nine more to Schultz, but he's in bounds when he gets mm. hit, and the clock keeps running. Then incomplete. So 10 seconds left at their own 24. 
incomplete to Schultz again when he was nonchalant with his second foot getting inbounds and last play, Dak, <laughs> which is a comical play, with Zeke at center, who just got trucked. <laughs> then Dak to Gavante Turpin for eight, who got immediately stuck by Jimmy Ward. Ball game. There would be no pitchy, pitchy, woo-woo. 19 to 12, San Francisco. Purdy, 19 for 29, 214. Seven in a row. No touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked twice. Kittle, five for 95. They held Dallas to 282 yards. Total yards, that is 76 rushing. Good for the good for the Niners. And then Philadelphia, there's not, there's not much we can we, we need to get to through this game. Just we'll just do the first part. They started out, Philly did eight plays, 75 yards against the Giants, 454. Hurts to Goddard for 16, seven and nothing. Hurts to Smith for 40 on the second play of scrimmage was the big play in that drive. Then the Giants on the very first of their drives, fourth and eight at the Philly 40, decide to go for it. And Jones gets sacked by Hassan Reddick. Philly backs that up with an eight-play, 60-yard drive for 418. Off the clock, Hurts to Smith, nine-yard touchdown, 14 to nothing. Giants second play from scrimmage. Jones picked by James Bradbury, former uh, former Giant. Some people think he could have taken it to the house. Falls on his own. At that point, Hurts is seven for seven for 89, two touchdowns in the first quarter. Um, Basically, Philly three and out, but the Giants three and out. And then Philly a nine-play, 62-yard drive. Boston Scott in from three, 21 to nothing. Another Giants three and out. Philly 14 plays, 72 yards, 504 off the clock. Hurts five-yard touchdown round. Anyway, that's all we need to talk about that game. That game was – I couldn't wait for that game to just end so I could go eat. No, it was great. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. It, I'm looking forward to these games this upcoming weekend. But it, I, it's not bad when you have easy winning bets, Gil. The only – no, not at all. That's I don't the mind good, that at all. That's the good part about it. But by the way, at 27 to nothing – the Eagles lined up for a two-point conversion trying to, like, see if they could get a yard, if they could draw the Giants offside. There's some people here at the South Point, including Wishnev, who had 27.5 as an in-game first-half total, and they were going ballistic. Oh, my God. And what is Nick Sirianni <laughs> doing? Like, maybe at 6 to nothing you do that, but at 27 to nothing, what are you really doing here? Anyway, they end up kicking the extra point, 28 to nothing, on their way to the big 38 to 7 crushing. I, Chrissy, I guessed on this that Philadelphia would be a two-and-a-half-point favorite. The mm-hmm. other game is the one where I had trouble with. But this one, I figured it would be two-and-a-half, and then immediately I'm like, I hope it's two-and-a-half because I want to take the Niners every which way. Before the game, we were looking at some numbers. I said, well, probably going to be about a three, I think. You know, And then I tell you, I was, I've been impressed with the Niners all year. I opened at one-and-a-half. I thought that was a good number. They laid it to me right away. They laid me the one-and-a-half. They laid me the two. I'm at two-and-a-half right now. But uh, I, I love the Niners. I understand, you know, Purdy, you know, a rookie quarterback. Going into Philly, not the most ideal situation. Um, but, you know, for the last two years, I've been lowering home field advantages. I still only give Philly like a one-point advantage. But this situation may be a little bit higher. But I think the Niners are the better team. I really do. I think the Niners are the better team. I do, too. And I remember I started saying three, and then I said, I think three is probably what it's going to be. And I said, Man, I would jump all over oh. plus three. I think I'd everybody jump all would. over that. I think yeah. every, that would be the point of resistance. But we might get there. You know, yeah. I mean, so far it's been all Eagles. Uh, like I said, laying the one and a half, laying the two, a two and a half. Uh, let me bring it up. I think I see, uh, I see two and a half with some juice on the favorite. 
So, uh, I, you know, we have a chance of getting a three in this game. Those Niners linebackers are going to make life so difficult on the Eagles. I yeah, I worry a little bit about Purdy, you know, first game on the road in such a hostile place. I mean, Philly's a hostile place to play. But you know what? That's what Felica texted us last week. Remember, it's like every week it's going to be a new thing with Purdy. Yeah. So, well, this is the first week he's doing this, and this well, is the first week he's doing I, that. Y- your boy, Wishnev, had, I, I saw his tweet. I'm just going to quote him. He, you know, he bet – uh, Dallas in game. Yes, he did. Because he said, "Well, they, you know, Purdy has never really faced a, a defense like this, and yeah. you know, it's a, yeah, and you know, I mean, I understand his logic." I this gets back to the end of the first half when he made that bet. I understand his logic because his logic was this is a perfect two for one opportunity for the Cowboys, mm-hmm. and at that moment, it was probably a good bet. But the Cowboys botched it. They completely botched it, and the Niners then almost tried to botch it back, but Gold hits the 50-yarder. And at that point, again, that the whole theme to that game is, for Dak and Purdy, you're just asking the quarterback, the, what's the number one thing the quarterback has to do in those games? Just don't make mistakes. Execute the offense yes. as flawlessly as possible. And Dak was the one who did, and Purdy did not. I know he hit Trayvon in the chest, but he yeah. didn't in the end. So, again, the, the, the clunker crowd, you know, the clunker is going to happen one of these weeks crowd. You got two more shots at it. Right. Max. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, like I said, I thought one and a half was a good opening number. Yeah. You know, and I think we're going to – you might be able to take $1.30 on the money line, something like that, maybe even higher eventually. I Like if it gets a three, you could probably take three, and then maybe who knows what you take on the money line. I think there definitely will be value in taking the Niners at that point because I think – I really think the Niners are the better team. I think they're the better team. You know, home field's got to mean a little something in this situation, but I, I think the Niners are the better team. Taking nothing away from the Eagles. because The Eagles are terrific. They're terrific. Yeah. They're absolutely and, terrific. And, you know, we worried about Hurts with the shoulder. Yeah. That first pass went 40 yards. I, was, oh, I guess his shoulder's okay. But I don't think we learn anything against a team like the Giants. Nah, the Giants were terrible. They're that terrible. Game was over they're a terrible early. team. Okay, they're not terrible, but they're just eh. And by the way, Nick Sirianni, maybe let's not play to the cameras too much. It's a little annoying. We'll get to the AFC. Bengals, Chiefs, next. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Sports Betting Network. If you're looking for a betting edge on football's big game, the VEASAN experts have got you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9. 
than 99 cents. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits, deep dive betting reports, VEASAN betting guides for the biggest games of the season, where experts break down brackets, best bets, and all the big game props. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe today to sign up for only $9.99. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe. Shall we go to the Bengals and the Chiefs? Skill Alexander, Kelly Bidlin, Chrissy Andrews. So the Bengals get there, of course, by virtue of their win over the, over the uh, Buffalo Bills. Kansas City by virtue of their win over the Jaguars. Cincinnati, we'll start with them. Cincinnati, six-play, 79-yard drive to start off against the Bills. Took three minutes, 15 seconds. That's it. Six plays. Bang. In the end zone. Burrow to chase for 28. Seven to nothing Cincinnati. Then Buffalo, three and out. Cincinnati, 10 plays, 72 yards. Took 6.15 off the clock. Burrow to Hayden Hurst for 15. 14 to nothing. Bengals, 3.47 left first quarter, and the route was on. Burrow, 9 for 9 at that point for 105. Two touchdowns. The Bengals had nine first downs. The Bills had none. 146 to 6 in total yards. 9.35 to 138 in time of possession. Buffalo, another three and out. Cincinnati, another six and out. The first quarter ends with a 160 to 8 Total yards advantage for the Bengals. 10 to nothing on first downs. Second quarter, though, Buffalo, fourth and inches at the Cincinnati 22. Josh Allen sneaks and converts. Six plays later, Allen in from one out, 14 to 7. After a 15-play, 75-yard drive that took 739 off the clock. Then the Bengals come down. McPherson hits a 28-yard field goal at 17 to 7. That's after the Burrow to Chase would-be 10-yard touchdown pass was overturned. And I do think correctly so. Buffalo seven and out. So that, by the way, this is the point of the game. I should point, I shouldn't be nonchalant about this. Buffalo's down ten points at this point with the ball at the end of the first at, at the end of the first half. They get the ball first to start. So again, just like Dallas, they had a two for one situation in front of them. If Buffalo goes down and scores and makes it seventeen fourteen, this, despite the dominance, could have been a different ball game. But instead, Buffalo seven and out. And that's the end of the half. It's the first time the Bills have trailed at home all season. Burrow's 18 for 27 for 186 in the first half. It's a 275 to 135 total yards advantage for the Bengals. So the Bills do start the third quarter. They do get a Tyler Bass 25-yard field goal, 17 to 10. But that took half the third quarter. It was 742 left. And then from this point on, it's all Bengals. 12 plays, 75 yards, mixing in from one. 625 drive, 24 to 10 Bengals, 117 left in the third quarter. And then a Buffalo three and out. The third play was that bomb to Davis where they couldn't connect to Gabe Davis. And Tony Romo says, possibly a game-saving play. <laughs> What's he talking about? <laughs> 11 seconds left of the third quarter. By the, way, by the way, I also have a note here, which is a little off topic, but it says, CBS using 70s R&B jams by African-American artists to promote the Masters. <laughs> oh, I caught that too. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't do that. Uh, fourth quarter. I didn't catch that. I got to be honest. They <laughs> had some funny. weird promos, I felt like, during that entire game. But, yeah. yeah, yeah. It just, just occurred to me, you know. Yeah, know what you're talking about. Fourth yeah. quarter, Cincinnati, Evan McPherson, 20-yard field goal, 27-10 to 10 Cincinnati with 11-22 left. And at that point in the game, it was just a snooze fest because the Bengals were sort of like, eh, we're fine with a field goal here to go up three scores. 27 to 10. Buffalo first and 10 at the Cincinnati 32, 10-16 left. Allen hit by Mike Hilton. Ball comes out. Romo, ooh, that looks like it might have been moving forward, but it also looks like a fumble. I don't know. They go to commercial. So incomplete pass. 
And then the game really ends fourth and six of the Cincinnati 16 with 732 left. Incomplete pass intended for Davis. Turnover on downs. Allen was later picked by Cam Taylor-Britt. That was really the ball game. Burrow ends up 23 for 36 for 242. Two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked once, six for 31 on the ground. He's the fifth quarterback, Burrow is, in the Super Bowl era to win first to win his first three playoff road games. Jake DeLome has the record with wow. four. Kaepernick, Roethlisberger, and Eason also with three in a row to start. Tony Eason? Yeah. Wow. Tony Eason before they got shellacked by the, uh, wow. by the Bears. By the Bears, yeah. Uh, Mixon, 20 for 105 and a touchdown. Again, that was the thing. We all, even those of us who said, oh, the, the, line's gonna, the offensive line is going to hold up for Burrow, none of us were like, oh, they're going to run down the Bills' throats. But they did. 30 first downs for the Bengals. 30, 412 total yards. They held the Bills to 63 rushing yards, the fewest in any game for the Bills over the past two seasons. The Bengals uh, felt disrespected by the neutral site ticket sales, and I did note here the absence of Vaughn Miller surely hurt the mm-hmm. Bills for sure. And then Jacksonville and Kansas City, how Kansas City got here. Jacksonville started out with a three and out in that game. Remember, a third down pass could have probably should have been picked out of the hands of Trevor Lawrence. Casey went 12 plays, 83 yards, took six minutes. Mahomes to Kelsey for eight, seven to nothing, Kansas City. Agnew, 63-yard kickoff return. Five plays, 39 yards, 243 later. Lawrence to Kirk for 10, it's seven to seven. And then KC, second quarter, first and 10 at the Jacksonville 49. This is the play that may have changed the rest of the postseason. Mahomes to Blake Bell for four, but Mahomes is hit by Arden Key, and his ankle is crushed under Key. Next play, could barely make a handoff. They did get a Butker 50-yard field goal on that drive to make it 10-7. to Mahomes finished the drive, but he was later sent to the locker room. Jacksonville goes eight and out. Casey gets the ball back up, a field goal. 37-year-old Chad Henney is in. They start at the two. Fourth play of the drive, second and three at their own 23, and everybody's saying, oh, my God, Chad Henney went 98 yards. But on the fourth play, Henney should have been picked by Tyson Campbell, off a deflection, but Foyasade Aloquan cut him off. Instead, it's a 12-play, 98-yard drive that goes 6.05. Henny to Kelsey for one, 17-7 Kansas City. Pacheco had a 39-yard run. That was a key play on that drive. Kelsey, 10, of 50, 10 catches for 55 yards at that point in the game. Two touchdowns with 3.54 left in the half. And then Jacksonville down 17-7, first and 10 to Jacksonville, 36. 2.34 left in the second quarter. Lawrence has Kirk deep. Christian Kirk is deep. He just overthrows him. Kirk can't reel it in. They have to set her for Riley Patterson, 41-yard field goal, 17-10 going into the half. Chiefs lead. Mahomes back in, 6 and out. Jacksonville, 7 and out. Kansas City, 3 and out. Noah Gray stuffed on third and inches. Jacksonville, 6 and out. Butker gets a 50-yard field goal to make it 20-10 Kansas City. Then in the fourth quarter, Jacksonville, seven-play, 75-yard drive. This is where the spread is all in doubt. Etienne in from four out, 20-17 to 17 Kansas City, 11-49 left. Key play, Lawrence to Zay Jones for 37. Kansas City comes right back, 10-play, 75 yards, 441 off the clock. Jump pass off the awkward foot. Mahomes to Valdez-Scantling. Valdez-Scantling from seven out, 27-17 to 17 Kansas City. So if you're a Kansas City backer, you're like, okay, we got this. Let's go. 42-yard return, though, by Agnew. Cut down by Butker. Jacksonville gets it all the way to first and goal to Kansas City 9 with 5.36 left. And then Lawrence to Agnew, tackled by Legereus Sneed. Fumble! Recovered by Nick Bolton. NBC shows no definitive replay before the break. Huge spread implications, but it was a fumble. And then Kansas City goes three and out. Jacksonville uses two of their timeouts. By the way, third and one at Kansas City 12. Pacheco stuffed for it, okay. Jacksonville starts at their own 46. Remember, down 10 with 418 left. The spread is somewhere between 7 and 10 at this point. 
Second play, Lawrence picked by Jalen Watson. And I want to point this out. Jalen Watson goes down voluntarily when Nick Bolton, his teammate, tells him to. Now, I don't know if Jalen Watson was going to take the ball down the field, but he certainly prevented that from happening by going down voluntarily. Shades of Julius Peppers back in 2014. What was that, a a Seahawks-Packers game? Will Hill was reminding me of this. And then Kansas City, after the first play, Jacksonville uses their last timeout, but it's a three and out. So Jacksonville gets the ball back down 10 at their own 30 with 104 left. Spread in doubt, no timeouts left. They get it with 42 seconds left. What would have been a 52-yard field goal try by Patterson, they say, no, we'll continue. Instead, it ends up being a Patterson 48-yard field goal when they get to fourth down with 30 seconds left, and he sinks it. Onside kick fails ball game. Jacksonville covers the spread. That was huge. For you. Huge. Yeah. So think about that. It took him a Holmes injury and Jalen Watson perhaps just sitting down voluntarily. Yeah, but two fourth-quarter turnovers, too. Oh, yeah, it was big. Yeah. Casey headed to their fifth straight AFC championship game, the third team ever to do that. Mahomes 22 of 30 for 195. Uh, He was 10 of 12 for 77 and a touchdown before the injury. He was 12 of 18 for 118 and a touchdown after. Mahomes in the divisional round, 5 and 0, 14 total touchdowns, 11 passing, zero turnovers. Kelsey, 14 catches for 98, two touchdowns, most catches by by a tight end in the playoff game. Playoff record for Kansas City, regardless of position. 14 career postseason touchdown receptions, third most all-time, plus two in turnovers for the Chiefs. Andy Reid, 20th playoff win, tied for the second all-time, tied for second all-time with Tom Landry. And Trevor Lawrence, first career loss on a Saturday, high school, college, or pro. 41-1 and now after being 41. I saw somebody mention that before the thing. He's... 41-0 Forty-one and zero on Saturdays. Never lost on a Saturday, that guy. Okay. I I said if Mahomes was healthy, I said Kansas City minus four. Since he's not, I thought it would be three because I didn't know. I figured books would just be like, well, let's just make it three and see what happens. But it's not three, huh? I opened Kansas City one, quickly went to pick, <laughs> and we had and even at pick I had money on Cincinnati. Tell you what, I'm worried about though. Cincinnati, we expected kind of gloom and doom with their offensive line against Buffalo. Didn't happen, obviously. But I don't think this matchup is real good for their offensive line, you know, against uh, against Kansas City. But the Mahomes injury, there's no way he's going to be 100%. No chance. Uh, I'm running KC1 right now. I think that's a good number. All right. More on this yeah, on we'll the other side. Numbers game. Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Skill Alexander. Kelly Bidlin has a pro tip of the hour. Do you, Kelly? Now or later? Yeah, yeah, I do. Sure, yeah, I'll yeah, do it sure. right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, here's my pro tip. If you're waiting on actionable injury update before betting the Chiefs, don't hold your breath. I think this is going to be that week where, look, he's Mah- Mahomes is questionable all week long. Why are they going to tell you anything more than they need to? He's going to play in the game. He stayed in that game yesterday. It's a high ankle sprain. There's no break or anything. He's going to play. We're going to all have no idea how good he's going to be, though, until we actually, or how, how well he's going to look until we actually see him play in that game. Kelly Bidlin with your pro tip of the hour, one every hour, at least 20 a day. Searchable at vcin.com for pro subscribers only. Um, Just feel like there's going to be a lot of talk about the, this week, and rightfully so, right? I mean, it's arguably the best quarterback left with a, with a high ankle sprain. But you're not going to know much more about how he's really feeling before that game starts. By the way, as we talk all this football, I just have to let people behind the curtain here for a second. So we have screens on here, and they're, they're doing on, uh, on Good Morning America, they're doing something on the show The Bachelor, and they're showing, like, video of it. Chrissy, would you like to share it with everybody what you said about it <laughs> as we're looking at all The Bachelors? <laughs> I really hate those guys. Why? 
Because I'm not one of them. <laughs> so great. Uh, it's about that time of year we get Mike awesome. Renner back on the show. Uh, former Bachelorette contestant. Mike right? Renner. Mike Renner from Pro Football Focus. Former Bachelorette contestant. My, that's my favorite background. Anybody, oh anybody we God. have on this show, that's one of my favorite background nuggets. So great. Yeah, fat, bald guy with glasses. Is not gonna be on the Bachelor. <laughs> I think it would be awesome if you were on the Bachelorette. Just throw you in the mix. Yeah, it's been all charm and humor for me over the years. The good looks never really got me it's, anywhere. It's worked wonders. You've, you've, yeah, it's you've worked, worked out okay. You've worked I'm out. I'm not complaining. We get tweets at beating the book. Jason Stark. Not that Jason Stark, but another one. First Super Bowl I remember was Super Bowl twenty. Bears crushing the Pats. I was seven, and my dad and uncle brought me to the Super Bowl party at the uh, bar they bought squares at. Uh, yes. Yeah, see, it's stuff like that. That's what makes you kind of remember that first, one well, of your first big times. By the way, this is not quite the same thing, but you know how they were, you, some people were floating that if they did the neutral site thing between the Bills and the Chiefs, that this was going to be like the NFL's test run for making these neutral site yeah. championship games in the future, whatever. And I'm thinking to myself, and forgive me for the corny moment, but like all of my memories with my dad at RFK, like if you would have, if you do stuff to take that away from people, I don't mean to sound all Bob Costas at baseball games yeah, no, this year, yeah. but like I cannot measure how much that means to me as a human being. That was Jeff Darlington yeah. had a great series of tweets on it, or uh, like mid last week, because there, you know, there was some of the stuff coming out, and rightfully so. Where like Lamar Hunt, I guess, had brought this up way back in the day about yeah, you know, he thought it was something that could be good for the NFL because he thought weather. It was going to play too much into how, home field advantages. How great was it watching weather games yesterday? Absolutely. It was awesome. Yeah. But that's, it, that was a horrible idea. Hor- hor- Plus, that's what we love about incentive, football. Your yeah. incentive is to get the home field advantage. Yes. All year. Right, so the regular season becomes a bit diminished Absolutely. as a result. No question totally. about it. Darlington was just tweeting. He was like, I've covered Super Bowls. I've covered conference championship games. The excitement at a home, fi- a home stadium when a team wins to go to a Super Bowl is far more than you ever see at the actual Super Bowl I'm, I'm, when the team wins. Kelly, I'm getting chills. People, You can call me corny. I don't care what people call me. I'm getting chills thinking about this. Washington's Super Bowl wins were not, not nearly as memorable as the NFC Championship after the 82 season at RFK against the Cowboys when they finally slayed the beast and won 31-17. to we, we arrived at the stadium at 9.30 in the morning for a 1 o'clock game. Yeah. Like, you it tailgating. Like, you cannot... There's no replacement for those memories. What are they doing? Even thinking that, about that. Jeff Levine. Pizza money today on Pacheco. Isaiah Pacheco at 100-1 to to be Super Bowl MVP. Yes, quarterbacks win. Yes, KC not favored. Mahomes injury. But if KC is there, probably with little Mahomes antics on the run to give him MVP. So Pacheco, line value is good in my opinion. He's the right type of runner to do it. Hey, Jeff, we're all just hoping with MVP you could be right. Kenny G. Morning, Gil. I was at the Super Bowl. I think that Kelly remembers uh, because the game was in Miami. Great show. Uh, Luck as an art. Gil said he uh, bet Lahetchka on VEASAN and FanDuel Boyd immediately moved the line um, to where someone else hammered it back, I guess. He'd taken like minus 600 hammering it back. Okay. (laughs) Okay, I guess. Uh, Johnny Ringo. If Mitchell slides, he doesn't pick up the first down. Pathetic that everyone piled on him for that. Johnny, I'm with you a little bit, man. I think it's a little much on him because he's going full speed to get to the sticks, and he's kind of bunched up in the corner there. Easier. Look at Chrissy's looking at me like the disdain he has for the people on The Bachelor. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's the only thing I can really compare it to. Uh, Scott C., never miss a show listening in Buffalo. Sorry for uh, any heat you caught from Bill's Mafia. They tend not to be reasonable uh, people. A lot of day drinkers. I appreciate your insights and analytical approach to sports. You're the best. Thank you, Scott C. That was very nice. Uh, let's see. Nevada Azer, the Spanos family keeping Staley employed and Jerry keeping McCarthy in place is great for business. We don't need any competency entering this realm. Good call. And on and on. We'll get to more, but we're going to run into a wall. But you wanted to say about the, uh, so, so with you, you, so right now you have what two lines on these games? I have the Chiefs one. Mm -hmm. I have the Eagles two and a half. Chiefs one, Eagles two and a half. Yeah. I mean, I, I, well, I mean, I got a lot of questions on the Chiefs game. You know, first of all, Mahomes, that's, you know, the elephant in the room kind of, you know, what's it going to be like? He's not going to be a hundred percent kind of to what Kelly was saying in the pro tip. You're, you're not going to know yeah. until you see him actually go out there and play, but he's not going to be a hundred percent. But I do think the offensive line questions that we had with the Bengals didn't come to fruition last week, but they might this week. You know, I think this is a tougher matchup for that offensive line. I'm so glad you brought that up because we tend to, our brain tends to purge things from one week to the sure. other. And so you're right. Like, we shouldn't just purge that. Uh, and even though I, you know, made every comment about it, Burrow gets rid of the ball quickly and all that, yeah, it shouldn't be completely purged out of our mind. It's 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 something that should be part of the calculus. Well, they also right ran the ball down Buffalo's throat. They, I mean, that was a did. big part of it. I mean, That's... Burrow, listen, I can't say enough good about Joe Burrow. This, you know, He's amazing. We talk about, I always say, Kyler Murray has the best highlight reel in the NFL. I can't stand him as a quarterback. Joe Burrow, he's another guy. What's his highlight reel look like? Hitting an open receiver? Yeah. That's what he does. Executes a, the offense. I'm I was sorry. That, that's how you win football games. Now, there's a few guys like Mahomes who's a little bit of both. Hurts, I don't want to put him in the Mahomes category, a little bit of both. But you look at Burrow, I mean, he, he executes the offense. That's what Joe Burrow does, and that's winning football. I'm sorry. Listen, I'm a, I'm a Steeler fan. I got to probably live the rest of my life rooting against Joe Burrow. That's yeah. going to be tough. This oh. kid is unbelievably good. Yeah. I, I was listening, Chris. I was listening to, uh, I uh, was watching ESPN this morning before the show. Dan Orlowski, I mean, I love Dan. He's on that show saying the same, basically the same thing you just did. It's, it's Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes are amazing sure. unicorns that we have in this league. What Joe Burrow brings to the table is a professional NFL quarterback down to the T of everything that he does. It's stay in the pocket, climb a ladder in the pocket, boom. Just run the offense that you're handed to run and does it as well as anybody out there. It's incredible. Uh, and we, uh, no, I'm sorry. We're talking about Zach Taylor, and I, I, I knocked the hell out of him at first as a coach, and I think he's grown quite a bit. Is he grown or is he lucky to have Joe Burrow? Exactly. You know, other it's than your guy, Joe Gibbs. Other than Joe Gibbs. Every great coach has had that one quarter. Of course. You know, just, and I think that listen, makes Gibbs you, is great. That makes you great real quick when you have it, Joe Burrow. It sure does. Yeah, yeah, you can make, listen, here's our offense. Joe's going to execute it. I'm going to look like a genius at the end. Oh. You know, so, I mean, is that Zach Taylor? Yeah, maybe. But he's, he's grown. I got to give him credit, too. I that, thought he had a bit of an iffy season, Gil, but he, I thought, I actually thought he had a, he called, a, I thought the game plan was awesome yesterday. I thought Zach Taylor had a great game. May I just point out that Urban Meyer had no use for Joe Burrow at Ohio State as well? <laughs> I mean, just add that to the list. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. uh, it's a great time of year. And let me just ask you this in closing because we only have a minute left. Projecting a, a week forward, mm. when do your props typically come out for Super Bowl? Uh, oh, for the Super Bowl? Yes. 
Uh, we'll probably start like with the real simple ones, like Tuesday or Wednesday. You know, the like, formulaic ones. Yeah, the formulaic ones, and then as the week goes on, I hope to have them all done by Friday of the first week. Of the first week, okay. You know, I hope that's that's not a guarantee. I'm going to hope to do that. But uh, is there know. is there a matchup that's better for business for you than another? I mean, these are four great. Teams. Uh, no, yeah. no. The, the, I, I, you know, no matter what happens here, I'm going to love this Super Bowl. I'm going to love this weekend and, you know, let the chips fall where they may. All right. We've done all I, I would say this. I hope Mahomes is healthy. I think we, as football fans, we all do. Yeah. That's for sure. We've done all we can do. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.